The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Right, a dog breeder in North Cork has been shut down by the County Council for posing, and I quote here from Cork Bio, a serious and immediate threat to animal welfare. The closure notice was issued when inspectors found a number of issues, including the overcrowding of animals and unhygienic conditions. Over 200 dogs, over 70 puppies, undersized kennels, crowded conditions, sub-zero temperatures. There was an inspection pre-Christmas when it was very, very cold. 14 dogs didn't have water available. Water bowls were contaminated. A long, long list of, of things. The breeder, the order was issued under the Dog Breeding Act on January 3rd to cease breeding dogs immediately. And then the breeder has been ordered to arrange for the rehoming of the dogs. There were previous improvement notices off, uh, issued in October and an animal health welfare notice in October. So, and this particular breeder is now appealing the situation. So that's an ongoing story. But Michelle, you bought a, a little dog from this place uh, a, a couple of years ago and you were very, very, very shocked to find all this out. Morning. Yes, a few years ago, we brought bought a beautiful Cavapoo, Cavalier Poodle from this, this place. And um, I know a few other people locally in the village who bought um, pets from her. And there's huge concern mm. about the, you know, the dogs down there and the fact that they're, they're remaining there. Is your little dog okay? Is your little dog healthy? He is. When we when we got him first, he was quite sick uh, for the first couple of weeks. He had um, mites, he had worms, he had bloody stools, and it turned out he had digestive problems. Um, but he's he is fine now. He still has some digestive issues, but he is um, he's a lovely dog. He's a lovely looking dog, lovely personality, and uh, particularly during lockdown, when I was out walking him, I would have been stopped by a lot of people admiring him and asking where I got him. Mm. And I gave the number, which I feel so bad about because we had no idea what was going on that down there in the background. Mm. It seemed just like a farm, an old farmhouse. And the dogs were, were shown to my children in a laundry basket inside. And um, I suppose I just feel bad that I've given that number to so many people. The other people I know who have dogs mm. from Donnerail have given the number to lots of people. And we're all very, very concerned that those dogs are still there and they've been left there to be rehomed. Yeah, according to the coverage of the story, the in- individual themselves has been instructed to rehome the dogs. I, I believe that they're launching an appeal against the findings and that they dispute the reportage of what of what was found. When you went up there, did, did you see anything unusual? Nothing like that. Um, I, my husband and the children went to, to look at the dogs in the first place and they were brought into the house. I was never inside the house. Um, when we went to collect him, he was in, in a kind of a, I think it was like a shed or a port cabin near the front of the house. And he was with one other little dog who was waiting to be pr- to collected. And we asked to see the mother and the father because we had been advised to, to do this. And we were shown a mother and father who were in a kind of a little run behind, behind the shed. We paid 300 euros for our dog. And my husband rang um, during lockdown and he was quoted 1,800 euros for the same dog. 
and people were paying those prices. Yeah, the price of doggies went through the roof during, during lockdown. Yeah. And I think, you know, Michelle, we've all bought dogs and we've all acquired dogs from places over the years and looking back, we possibly wouldn't have now that we know a bit more. Mm. But you say you feel guilty about telling people, but sure you weren't to know. No, I wasn't. I mean, no, but I suppose the, the biggest concern is I'm looking at my, my dog here and he's lovely and warm. And, you know, we we all read that inspector's report. These inspectors don't go out lightly and make these, you know, make these reports no. and, and these findings. And I'm aware there is an appeal, but their findings, I mean, said that those dogs were in sub-zero temperatures with no bedding. Some had no access to water. There was contaminated water. It's just horrifying to think that they were in that situation in the first place but that they've been left in it yeah they've been left down there whether there's been improvements or not yeah i i i mean i don't know the law on this but surely they should have been seized and and taken out of there even in the short term they were ordered to cease immediately that order issued on the 3rd of january and been ordered to arrange for the rehoming of the dogs that is the bit that people are finding strange that the person yes. against whom these findings were made and look they're entitled to appeal them if they want to appeal them they're entitled to appeal. totally but yes. they were given they were told rehome the dog yes there's animal welfare groups and animal lovers going mad they're up in arms on social media over this they're contacting tds and local media and everything to find out why this is happening. We don't know. Um, we've been told by the council that there's a case pending, so they can't comment, hmm. which is fair enough. But in Limerick yesterday, there were 19 dogs removed from unsuitable conditions and they were just taken on the day. I don't know what the situation or what the, you know, the background to that case was. But um, we're just wondering, I suppose, is there is there some reason why these dogs have been left there? Mm. I've spoken over the years with animal welfare activists. I've spoken to vets about puppy farms. They are a scourge. They're still out there, Michelle. Yes, yes, definitely. There's a new group being set up, a new advocacy group in Cork, um, just, you know, for for this very reason to kind of fight against this because he's saying Ireland is the, the puppy capital of, of Europe. It just doesn't doesn't make any sense why they've been left there. Well, I have two little dogs, and I talk about them an awful lot on the radio because they're part of the family, and I, I, I love the bones of them both. You have your little fella. You, you, I've no doubt yeah. you, you feel the same. Those of us who genuinely are dog lovers, we struggle to understand, don't we, how you could leave animals in conditions like that? Well, it's, it's, it's impossible. I, I just can't comprehend how you could. Even, even one dog like that, never mind... 220. I mean, the, the mothers and the, the mothers in particular, the fathers, the older dogs that have been there for a long time. I mean, the puppies, the puppies will get homes and everybody will love the puppies. But it's those older dogs. Some of them haven't been socialized. What kind of health problems do they have? You know, who's going to take them? Are, are, are they even suitable for being rehomed? Michelle, thank you. Thank you, PJ. Yeah. The puppy farms are, are a scourge. Um, and during lockdown, they, they made a fortune, absolute fortune, so they did. Kira and Peter and uh, Damien all want to get in on this. Breed, though, uh, you first on Puppy Farms. Morning. Good morning. How are you doing, PJ? Hi, How's what it you going? To, what do you want to say? Um, yeah, look, I mean, I feel strongly about this as well. Um, I suppose this time last year, it was before Christmas, actually, um, 
we had we had said to our children we get a dog now it wasn't for Christmas um, my husband had actually been through treatment and we said when he finished we'd get a family dog and they're, that, they're at that age they were at the time six eight and nine so you know they're able for the responsibility so I was kind of thinking to go to animal rescue centres so it would have been maybe the end of November and I approached a good few and in fairness their practice was that they would sort of vet obviously the potential owners which was up for but I think before Christmas, they they were reluctant to um, rehome dogs. I, I, if I'm correct now, maybe. And, mm. you know, I totally understand that. But you know something? I was up in Dublin doing some shopping in Ikea and I decided, I said, sure, look at, you know, I'll just have a look at other options. So I went on dogs.ie. Um, and I'm not trying to stand or any any particular website or that, but you, you just realise the scale of how many people are breeding dogs. And, and if it's legit, that's fine. But Literally on the way down from Dublin to Cork, I visited maybe eight different potential dog breeders. And and what I saw, it it really made my stomach turn. And, you know, especially when it's unexpected because, look, I had been delayed and I was to to look to go to one particular household and the person that was going to meet me wasn't there. So it was the uncle or whatever. And, you know, I, I could see that the dogs would be brought in from the shed maybe into the house but I was brought out to this cold shed and you could see the mother the bitch like was she was just wrecked looking you know there was excrement all over the floor and they were desperate you could see them jumping at like literally desperate to get out and that wasn't the only place you know and I mean beautiful houses lovely the the actual setup looked fine they were you know they're in they're in kind of like stables but you just realise it's just a factory really yeah. I think it's just breed more and more and like the, the mother I don't know how many litters they have in a year and I mean these dogs look I, I totally get people in households they, they're overwhelmed and they, they don't want too much dog hair and I, I suppose there's a big market for the, the mixed breeds that don't shed hair Yeah, and look I understand that there was probably only one place where it was a family and they had they had the, the male and the female and you could see that the puppies were really brought up like part of the family, you know what I, I mean? They were, indeed, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, I suppose just people know this, but it's amazing how, you know, your moral compass will tell you, look, ideally we'll go to an animal rescue, but then you think, oh, look at that beautiful little puppy I there, know. they're gorgeous. And, I think just for everybody to, to go places like, I actually didn't visit the Cork centres and I'm sure they're wonderful, but like Limerick Animal Welfare I happened to go to and you just see they, they have so many litters of puppies there and, you know, they really are, diver- that, that particular one and many more are very good yeah. um, animal welfare places and, I mean, you know, there's so many dogs being put down and probably other animals as well just before... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. 
Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Superlight Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Before you look to the gorgeous whatever mixed breed who, who doesn't shed, just look at, look at what's available in the yeah. rescue centres. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of purebreds as well, and I know they're oh, expensive, yeah. that, but that don't yeah. shed. I mean, I'm thinking of, and I oh, know yeah. because we've had, over the years, we've had one, two, three, we've had about six of them, Cavalier King Charles. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, I know, I'm sorry, because like, I, I understand, the, like, of the, course, if you go on to the dog. And, adorable little yeah. dogs. They're thick stupid. I mean, completely yeah. stupid. But I used the, to see them, actually, so the, I know, yeah. They're the most perfect little dog for a child. Yeah. They're the most and perfect they little family dog. Tick stupid. But, like, yeah, they're, they're and they are bred in puppy farms um, mm. at an awful rate. They are. It's very they hard are. to get a King Charles from an shall we say a reputable place yeah you're right you're right and th- some of the crossbreeds yeah they're, they're coming from no very... I mean you do understand look I mean some some people have had children have asthma and of course like if you if you if you want to get a particular breed of dog I, I do know you know with a thoroughbred you know maybe what you get a bit more about the temperament and, and but there's like I have to say I'm not an expert but I would just encourage people first as the first port of call go to the animal welfare places, you know, because this, I mean, even from the point of view of environmental impact, just breeding and breeding and consuming more and more puppies and animals when there are so many animals being put down. And we all know this. And And we do. And I think every person kind of knows ideally this is the right thing to do. But then when you look at your own four foot squared and you say, oh, look, I'd love the little, you know, you you kind of want the, the... the perfect setup, but like there's beautiful dogs. There really are. Like we now, we have a, a crazy dog that we're working on training him. But you know, what we're we're, we're sticking with it. Um, he's a lurcher. Oh, they're great but, little dogs. Well, little, they're, they're big dogs. <laughs> I know. My my daughter is weak for a lurcher. Um, yeah, yeah. They love. She loves lurchers. They're, they're big, yeah. big idiots, and they're they're often confused with with greyhounds. You see. Yes, uh, and I suppose. Um, our fellow chief is his name. I, I think there may be maybe some beagle in him and also um, maybe a bit of Saluki. Um, he, right. he he was born in Limerick Animal Welfare and I think his mother 
was brought in from a halting site. So the puppies were born there. Now, I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of navigating. He, he's a, you know, he's a big dog. And, you know, you kind of realize when you get a dog, like, we take these animals into our house and mm. they don't have a choice. And we expect them to conform to human behavior. Like, That's true. It's That's so true. important to, like, I would say from my dog's point of view, I'm trying to figure out maybe, like, he, he does have that prey drive, okay? I can see that with him. So I'm trying to kind of make sure to, to let that out in a controlled environment. You know what I mean? I and um, And I think that you just have to kind of spend the time, like with a baby, trying to understand them. And That's exactly it. That's exactly it, Bridge. You need to form a relationship with, with this wonderful creature you brought into your house. Thank you. I, I go, just for no other reason, I, I need to go to Dan. Thanks, Breed, and good luck with your with your lovely dog. You have a lurcher as well, Dan, have you? I do, I do, PJ. How are you doing? Good morning. Good, um, good. And I suppose everything that your previous caller said there, I echo as well. Um, like a beautiful lurcher. She is staring at me here because she's uh, obviously looking for more food, but they're a great dog. And, and the shelters are heaving with lurchers. And yes greyhounds at the moment and I highly recommend them and I know a lot of people have children that have lurchers of greyhounds and there isn't an issue but the original point I wanted to make was the last caller not a direct attack on her but it's the people who are purchasing these dogs are part of the problem as well they're creating the market for them yeah the, the yeah, I think you're, you're referring maybe to, to Michelle who oh yeah but not Michelle I mean look she, she's very so she made a valid point but but, but like you know, if, if we're going to buy these, we're creating the market. We are. For them. It, no, it's no, like we saying, are. You're, you're it's right. Like pr- prostitution is bad, but sure, fellas are still buying it. Like as, as but, I said, Dan, I, I did ten years ago. I mean, I went down to Kerry and exchanged cash for a little dog, and I would love to have bought the other one if I had the cash. Oh yeah, yeah. Looking back on it now, I yeah, wouldn't do it. Yeah, we need to learn. Yeah, we need to learn. But, yeah. but my point is, like, even if you want a specific type type of dog, because maybe your grandmother had one or you had one growing up. Check the rescues, check the, the the shelters, check CSPCA, DCCA, and Ashley, because Burmese Mountain Dog, my uncle has one, he loves it, right? Yes. And loads, loads of people love them. I That's saw the, pres- one the, the president's one, dog. It is, yeah. One of those was in Limerick Animal Welfare at Christmas. So, like, oh. every kind of a dog you could want could be available. Yeah, yeah, but every kind of a dog you could want is available to be adopted. I say, I say adopt, don't shop. And I mean, the thing is, people say, oh, used to be vetted by the, the centre before yeah. they give you one. There's a reason yeah. they, they're not going to give you a particular type of dog. So going off and no. buying it because you're, you're, you, because it doesn't suit because you've got small kids or you live yes. in an apartment or you yes. don't have an enclosed garden. Like I'm not going to, they're not going to give a golden retriever to someone who lives on the sixth floor and that's a good thing. Yeah, so don't go off and buy one to bypass that. You know, I mean, but like if I can just say lurchers and greyhounds again, PJ, they are... Mm. Like couch potatoes, because you know. So I, I, I do make the one. Well, I have you, and I've, I've had, greyhound lovers have said this to me before, and let's let's talk about it again. Lurchers, and uh, my daughter's a veterinary nurse, and absolutely adores lurchers. They're lazy buggers, I'm told. Unbelievable, unbelievable. <laughs> I tell you now, this one here I'm looking at now as I as I get her breakfast late for her because I, um, she slept in is a 19-hour-a-day sleeper, I'd say. <laughs> and the, the, the contortionism that goes on when she's asleep is a sight to behold. I should send you in a few pictures of yeah. <laughs> try, try to but, find a place that she can yeah, because unwind like, all them big legs. Yeah. Oh, sure, look, she has several beds. But, like, when I was looking to get a dog, um, I I associated size with effort. So I said, well, we had Jack Russell's and Terriers when I was young, I'll get one. But the more I looked into it, the lurcher, you know, I would have said, oh, I couldn't have a big dog. I couldn't be, wouldn't be able to go all day with them. 
but they are an unbelievable couch potato. Couple of walks, maybe a bit of a run if they can get out, or a mm. good long walk a day, and you're laughing. And it brings you on to the next point, which we, we need. Start, you know, we need a dog park in Cork. Yeah, we're second class citizens when it comes to it. You know, if there was there's hundreds, if not thousands, of dog owners around Cork that that could and would use this facility. Yeah. And you know, if there was a couple of hundred skateboarders, a skateboard park would be built. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people who go up to. It. I don't know if you know it, Dan. Gary Duff Woods and yeah, they I'm only living across the road. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, take yeah. their dogs up, and now they're not supposed to, and you're not allowed to recommend it, but they do. They take their dogs off the lead, and the dogs just they do love it. They do, but if you've ever seen um, a couple of lurchers and greyhounds and other dogs in full flight running around, just running around, the speed it is it is brilliant to look at, and I mean, somewhere safe mm. to watch them. Limerick has a has um dog park. Dog park. They're, they're in Dublin. Um I hate this Irishism like you know, if it's somewhere else we can have it. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah, I'd agree you with know? you, Dan. We need it we need a dog park for Cork. I, as I said, my my two my my one of them I've had Cavishon and he mm-hmm. would run for Ireland. Run and run it, and them all, after I, a I, ball for Ireland. I'll tell you PJ, I'll tell you, on a personal level, um there is a park in Cork that is used occasionally, shall remain unnamed even though it's 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 well known. But, like, I've met some great people down there with dog owners and learned a lot about being a dog owner yeah. through conversing with those people. Um, there she you is. Know, Where's my yeah. breakfast? Where's my <laughs> breakfast? I, I heard it. Where's my breakfast? <laughs> I know, yeah. We were up at 6 o'clock because she's a bit sick. It's like having a child with Sherlock. I know. I know. Practice for me. Practice for me. <laughs> I know. Dan, thank you. Corks 96 FM.